0: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash show.
1: This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of August 7th, 2021. Molson Coors retires. Beer. Because companies aren't people.
2: Pepsi just doesn't have the juice anymore.
0: Whiskey is an investment item?
1: Screw 401ks. Scotch trucks to run by spent grains. Do their fuel tanks have a mill? All this and more on Have a Drink News.
0: Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Fraser. And I'm Christopher Walker. And let's get right into the news. Molson Coors is discontinuing 11 beers. I mean, it's a lot of beers. It's going to be a real
2: shame to not get Coors Light anymore.
1: <laughs> no. I mean, I don't it's it's
2: got to be the one that they get rid of, right?
1: Or... No. Hmm.
2: Uh, th- this one.
1: So, if, if you're a patron and have listened to the July 4th episode we did, you will know why this one stings a little. This one wasn't on there, but it's in the stable. Like, it's too close to a beer that we've all just realized we kind of, on the DL, like. So, when's the last time you drank a Miller High Life light? couple How months about, ago. <laughs> yeah. How about a Milwaukee's Best? Premium. Or a keystone? Ice.
0: It's all the weird (laughs) ones,
1: yeah? (laughs) Molson Coors has announced plans to axe 11 of its economy brands. The list contains some seemingly familiar names, but many of the disappearing products are offshoots of more popular brands that won't be going anywhere. Here are the 11 brands (laughs) set to be discontinued. Confirmed by Molson Coors. I almost wanted to do like a, a Letterman... Roll in <laughs> number 10. Like,
2: when you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're done, yeah, you crinkle up the uh, yeah you know, the paper and just throw it back at your backdrop. that's uh you know your bookshelf.
1: and then straighten my eyebrows. but uh, the eleven discontinued uh, confirmed by Molson uh though Keystone light will remain Keystone ice and Key Lightful will both be disappearing. No idea in what the fairness, last one
2: as it should Nothing. Nothing called Key Lightful should have ever existed, unless perhaps it is a particularly tasty key lime pie.
1: Interestingly mm. enough, the two spinoffs uh, came from vastly different eras. The former was created during the Ice Beer craze of the 90s, while Key Lightful was launched just last year in an attempt to keep up with natural light's natter days, oh, which uh, people also still go, na- people go nuts for that crap. Uh, speaking of ice beers, Ice House will survive, but the 8% ABV Ice House edge is going away, and Mickey's Ice, ice. is also disappearing. The rest of the Mickey's lineup will stay around. As I to the this point, close. I, I shrug this close and to go, bu- Mickey's lineup? There's something more <laughs> than Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor? I came this close to buying some Mickey's today.
2: I was at a liquor store. I walked by them. I just kind of went... You know, no, no. Let's get some beer. If I walk it, off. Did, walk back. They're right there. Just get that
1: pop. <laughs> you gotta get those little, little the little green grenades. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee's best premium is being retired, but its light and ice versions will still be brewed. So that should tell you something. When the Milwaukee's best ice is one of the few ice, like it's all these. Most of these are like ice branded. Yeah. And this one, the Milwaukee's best one, I guess, is still popular enough to be like, nope, it's sticking around because everyone likes the beast.
2: I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, 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 first of all, the ice craze of the 90s ago, there wasn't a, oh, I guess that is when all the ice yeah. variant came out. Which is a weird, weird, yeah. weird thing to me.
1: Oh, the 90s. Uh, elsewhere, a couple of light beers are being dropped. Miller High Life Light and Ham's Special Light are both being retired. Like when you go through this list and you read like the first two like words of any of the <laughs> things being dropped, yeah. you're like, your heart stops <laughs> oh. for a second and you're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Ham's, I never really liked you, but I don't want you to go away. It has like a legacy brand. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it shouldn't go. Oh, wait, it's some weird. Okay. I've never even <laughs> seen that on a shelf. The original Steel Reserve, 211, is ceasing production. Trailer parks around the world.
2: uh, (laughs) Well, don't worry. Pour one out. The fruity spinoffs appear to be surviving. Oh, good. Well, that makes sense.
1: Oh. (laughs) uh, And sticking with malt liquor brands, the higher ABV spinoff of Old E. Old E. Old English. HG800 will be gone. As will the Magnum brand. Finally, Henry Weinhard's Private Reserve is also going to be retired. Okay, I'm just I, happy. OE is going to hang around.
2: What's a, what's a beer that's initials would be like PI, like a, a like a, a a style of beer? Because now someone needs to make like a pale something or whatever,
1: and call it Magnum. <laughs> Magnum. A magnum I. pilsner. Surely
0: that's been done. Uh,
1: you, you say yeah. that now. I just see, like, I just want to be sitting in a bar and hear the theme starting. And I'm getting a nice like, peppery a can, pilsner. Hear the I want to see, borrow,
2: brown, bam I see a can that looks like it's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs>
1: <laughs> has a mustache on
2: it. Like, the magnum is written in a mustache. Yeah, I've got a whole concept Fantastic. here. I just need the. Like, I've got all the marketing done. We just need to make the product. Let's okay, hey, figure out what the you? product is.
1: Listerman will do it. They've probably already done it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, that's uh, that's your kind of rundown of what's what's staying, what's going, and it's. I, I don't think many tears will be shed.
2: I don't know. the The article has a good last line: "Is can you ever really replace Ice House Edge?" <laughs> That's a
1: thank you. I don't often give
2: props to some of the the articles we read, but that's that's a way to end it. Yep.
1: uh,
2: uh yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, stuff,
0: I have to interject. Oh, Magnum Pi in parentheses LS pills
2: mm-hmm.
0: is uh from a Pennsylvanian brewery called Funk Brewing Company. Okay. I was like, this has to be a thing. Does the
2: can look exact, does the can or bottle art look exactly as I described it?
0: There's no picture of, because it's just beer advocate and it's just like, oh, Hey, this is a thing that
2: exists. We have anyone that listens out there. They should, they should steal my idea. Hmm.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: All right. Well, speaking of ideas that are getting sold, I don't know that, Pepsi selling Tropicana. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you like this, but uh, not all the segways can be winners. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, PepsiCo will sell Tropicana and other juices to a private private equity firm uh, in a 3.3 billion dollar deal. Damn! Think of how many ballast points that is. Whew. Three. Look, it's three I'm ballast saying, points.
1: But modern ballast points, it's got to be like. Oh.
2: Modern ballast points. Hundred. Not, modern ballast points is actually more than uh, three point <laughs> three billion. Uh because there's not a way to to adequately quantify the price of a brisk corporate hand anyway. Um, <laughs> the New York Drink Company, uh, drink and snack company will keep a thirty nine percent non-controlling stake in a newly formed joint venture uh, in a deal with the PAI partners. Hmm. Mm. So they're not completely gone, but they are selling off and not going to have to deal with it as much. Uh, The sale reflects the industry's uncertainty about the demand for fruit juice as consumers look for healthier options with less sugar, said uh, Howard Telford, head of soft drinks at uh, Euromonitor International uh, market research firm. Remember when fruit juice was the healthy thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, '90s.
0: <laughs> Again. The,
1: uh, yeah. uh, the first two stories '90s are canceled.
2: <laughs> they are. Unlike what I saw last night at the bar with people wearing acid-washed uh, Jango jeans. Say,
0: everything
1: but fashion. <laughs> oh yeah, mullets. they're I'll never get over them. There's a dude
0: in bad. our department who just—he's like a new hire. Legit has one. Yeah. And like rocking that with like the '80s. Like, I I can't even.
2: Sorry. (laughs) Uh, U.S. juice sales volume actually rose last year as more people enjoyed breakfast at home during the pandemic Mm. Uh, and sought the immunity uh, benefits of vitamin C, uh, Telford said, but that was a blip in the long-term decline. Overall juice sales fell 3% between 2015 and 2020, the data firm said.
1: I prefer to interpret that as in everyone's mimosa game was on hard last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was less
2: where we're like, oh, we're going to have more breakfast. It was, we woke up late to go to <laughs> their, you know, to work from home and just went, ain't hey, no one here to tell me it's not mo- mimosa o'clock. <laughs> Literally. Precisely.
0: They have a pina colada beverage. I'm, I'm looking on Tropicana's website. I was like, what? The- I'm sure they make more than just orange juice. And apparently they very much do.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: they make... So many things that have cranberries in them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, juice consumption peaked in the U.S. Uh, at, in 2003 at 4.2 billion gallons, but by 2017 it had fallen to 3 billion. That's that's a ba- that's a ballast point of juice. An OG ballast mm-hmm. point of juice loss. Um, that joke is gonna just age further and further away from us. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi rival Coca-Cola has also been shedding uh, slow-selling brands including Aldwala and Zico juices uh, over the oh. last year so it can focus on stronger performers. But they're holding on to Minute Maid and Simply Juice brands. Ugh. For Well, now. Simply,
0: yes, that's fine. But Minute Mini-Ma- Maid is hot garbage. It's just acid. Look, it's just all <laughs> citric acid.
2: Look, I don't know the last time I had an orange juice. Uh, well, so.
0: yeah, because your body would be like, nope.
1: oops, all acid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what my stomach says. <laughs> uh, well, the uh, uh, Pepsi chairman and CEO uh, Ramon La, uh, Laguarda said in a prepared statement uh, Tuesday that the deal, uh, quote, will free us to concentrate on our current portfolio of diverse offerings, including a growing. Uh, our portfolio of healthier snacks, zero calorie beverages, and products like SodaStream. End quote. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, God. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. As always, I was on Reddit and uh-huh. some guy is doubly bad. He got his friends gifted him a SodaStream and he suddenly decided, let's try to carbonate milk. Oh, God. He keeps Why? Say, he keeps saying this and then pulls out the. Uh, like dairy-free milk, mm. like whatever mm. lacto. Like almond, yeah, mm. no, no, it's just like what, oh, what oh. there used to be before there was almond milk and everything else. He pulls that garbage out and he keeps saying, calling it milk, and I'm just like, sir, that is not milk. <laughs> <laughs> that is imposter milk. Get that out of here. But he still goes through with it, and it's a, <laughs> like he basically ruins the machine it it just turns it into like a curdled foam mm. that you, he's like you could eat it with a spoon Ugh. and this is like the whole video starts with him being kind of hopeful and then it just like ends with him questioning his very existence yeah that's <laughs> cause it's just like sh- everywhere he's just like I ruined my table I've ruined this machine <laughs> I've ruined my day
2: <laughs> he's probably ruined his life uh, <laughs> uh, Pepsi bought Tropicana in 1998, and the Naked Juice brands also part of the sale. Uh, Tuesday, about ten years later, uh, also part of the sale. Tuesday, about ten years later, it was uh, heading in a different direction by, uh, in another direction by 2018, when it bought SodaStream, the carbonated drink machine company, for more than three billion. And apparently, Pepsi only buys things in three three billion dollar increments. Mm. <laughs>
0: I also forgot that they bought SodaStream because that, that, that makes so much more sense now. Because every time I see it, that because the bubbly has a thing. It's for only SodaStream, Pepsi products. And I'm like,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> the buble. also just
0: giant cardboard cutouts of Michael Buble.
1: I'm gonna steal one of those. We can have a Michael Buble in the living room.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> fine. We can decorate him for Christmas.
1: <laughs> Put a wreath on his head. Yeah. Make him real festive. Yeah. <laughs> decorate the buble. <laughs> Well,
2: um, other than admitting to crimes, uh, Pepsi, Pepsi is making some uh, financial choices. I guess. Uh, what other financial choices could the average consumer make, Brittany?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was wondering how this was gonna go. If this becomes,
1: um, I'm I'm very interested because Jim could be like a he doesn't know it billionaire.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, screw uh, meme
1: stocks. We need. Yeah.
0: Mm. So uh, yeah, whiskey funds are a new option for non-traditional investors. Turns out, mm. whiskey is a good investment, and NFTs are a thing. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I would—we're uh, not going to explain it. So fungible I would, tokens, non-fungible tokens. I would recommend checking out the Know a Little More uh, from Tom show Merritt. from with uh, Tom Merritt explaining such things. I, like. I had
1: I could not describe it. I had a loose idea in my head until I heard Tom
0: yeah that's about i mean that's everything in life yeah so uh but the the pairing of the two sounds incomprehensible so add in a cryptocurrency angle and it all seems like more trouble than it's worth
2: (laughs) the good news is that uh it's that episode of metalocalypse where they uh record an album on water but instead instead you're recording financial earnings (laughs) on whiskey
0: yeah basically uh, the good news is that uh, what Wave Financial Group is doing with its whiskey fund doesn't seem like some sort of digital boondoggle, <laughs> uh, while th- which is a great word. While the investment boondoggle. firm uses the phrase tokenization in its pitch, uh, bringing to mind
2: NFTs
0: or non-fungible tokens, there is actual whiskey in barrels that's being bought, cared for, and eventually sold.
1: So is this that's like, good they're being uh, cared for. It's whiskey yeah. futures, essentially, right? That's, that's, this that's is... what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, so what exactly is a digital asset fund? How does this apply to barrels of brown spirits? And what exactly does it mean that this fund tokenized over $20 million worth of whiskey last year? Ooh. Uh, so uh, this talks about... So that they interviewed a uh, an alcohol industry expert with past experience at Pernod... Pernod... I can never say this correctly. Pernod ricard Rashad, how, how are we saying this
2: jean-luc picard
0: got it and brown foreman and so the president and managing partner of the crypto blockchain focused wave financial uh, and the portfolio manager for the wave kentucky whiskey fund interesting to figure out why people should be interested in such an unconventional investment um so the uh financial firms are starting to look at whiskey as a solid investment so when this is a quote. When a whiskey first goes into a barrel, the cost is about $750 to $900 per barrel. Uh, but when Oh, you that, get markup's,
2: to... that markup's strong then. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: seriously. Uh, but when you get to three to five years of aging, the price <clears throat> of the whiskey doubles, triples, or even quadruples in some instances. Uh, so taking away tokens and digital currency and looking at this purely from an asset value standpoint, whiskey shows great growth. <laughs> Ergo, interest from financial institutions, particularly one that is looking at unconventional investments. Hmm. Um, even though they only started in 2012, Wilderness Trail is currently the 14th largest distillery in the world. As uh, they've explained, they have uh, so 680 acres and six ricked warehouses to work with, along with 100,000 barrels in inventory. With an expert team overseeing the barrels and possibly wanting to buy some of the whiskey back at some point, there's also a built-in level of quality assurance. Um, WT's high-rise small-batch bourbon scored a 94 from Wine enthusiasts in 2020.
1: Uh, wilderness Trail is like the next hot thing. That's like a, mm. if you can find it now, gobble it up because it's going away. All right. It, it'll be the McKenna tenure. And you'll yeah. Be like, uh, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to see that on a shelf. Hmm.
0: Yeah, um so they uh b- 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 so while crypto and blockchain are a focus for wave those digital ideas are only a small part of this fund. The fund is asset backed. These are not paper contracts or futures. <sighs> These are actual barrels.
2: Uh ah, they so do- they're not on a fiat currency. It's a it's <laughs> a uh, they're on the they're on the whiskey standard.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Which is
1: so we'll the stand? Yeah, the standard we should all be on. The whole nation needs to switch to the whiskey standard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they've been. Um, they were asked more recently about investments in hard assets um, that will increase in value in an inflationary market, citing real estate and even used cars as current examples. So Wave plans to insure the whiskey for the three to four years, then either sell the barrels back to a Wilderness Trail, sell to distillers or producers who want want or need a certain whiskey profile, sell to non-distiller producers, a.k.a. brands that blend and market but don't own their own distillery. We know a few of those. Or sell to international markets, particularly Spain, Japan, and Australia, where demand is high for bourbons. You know where Uh, else demand is high for bourbon?
2: Kentucky. (laughs) Where it's made. In in this apartment.
0: (laughs) Well, okay, fair. Uh, So in case you're wondering what's in Wave's stock, the majority is a high rye bourbon followed by a weeded bourbon and just a rye bourbon. Uh, Thankfully, it's purely optional for investors um, uh, as far as the tokenization thing. Basically, owners in the fund get security tokens, which they can sell on a secondary market and cash out early if they want. It allows for some liquidity in a fund that doesn't usually have one. The bad news is... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the bad news is you'll need to be an accredited investor and probably need to invest at least a hundred thousand
1: dollars <throat>
0: to even begin a conversation with Wave.
2: <clears throat> well damn. Yeah. So you're telling me I can't I can't just invest my invest in whiskey futures.
1: Not yet anyway. <laughs> I mean there are futures. You can do whiskey futures, I'm sure. You can invest yeah. in water futures. That's a bleak future.
2: Um, so, uh, speaking, let's let's look at something that's uh, probably more environmentally friendly than mm-hmm. what our water supply will look like.
1: Well, Glenfiddich uh, distilleries to fuel trucks with whiskey waste in sustainability push. Does the it has to push smell great? Good. Yeah, when you right? when you smell these trucks coming. Since 1887, Glenfiddich has set out to make the best drams in the valley. They've been and making many,
2: trucks with whis- that run on whiskey <laughs> grains that long? How are we just hearing about it now?
1: <laughs> many whiskey connoisseurs agree that the brand succeeded with its award-winning single malt scotch. Now, Glenfiddich's initiative to turn whiskey waste into fuel for its delivery trucks is leading the way for a future of sustainability efforts. So I've heard of, you know, using brewing or distilling waste and use it like recapturing methane or anything mm-hmm. off of it and using it to produce some power back. Mm. I usually I hear they're... it for like
2: animal feed mm. or. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh Or the the
0: like dog biscuits. and stuff. Yeah. And,
2: and when I think of like getting fuel for, you know, trucks, I'm like, like grain is not the first thing I would think to turn to.
1: No. But I mean. Uh, French fry oil.
2: That's. Well, yeah. Know. Yeah. I was thinking like Fred trial oil from that uh Mythbusters episode where Oh they, yeah.
1: Where they did it with like what they did no they just strained it. They just like filtered sh- it and then dumped it straight into the tank. If it's not as efficient,
2: but it your 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 diesel truck will run on it hmm. with no modifications, just and just <laughs> dump that oil in there. It'll
1: it'll run. During the initial process of whiskey distillation, malting, nearly 85% of leftover grains and barley go to waste. Brewers are then left with spent grain that can be used to feed livestock or become byproducts of the process. By there, uh, but there may be another way to turn this waste into something more environmentally resourceful, and the answer comes in the form of biogas. I, or biogas.
2: Yeah, I looked at it and I was like, biogas.
0: That may or may not have been another reason I didn't want that story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lymphitic plans to use the latest technology created uh, by its parent parent company, William Grant & Sons, to transform draft, which is wasted barley grains, into liquid waste from the whiskey-making process. Ultimately, this will serve as fuel for the trucks transporting liquor to facilities across the country, so only in Scotland right now. The thought process behind this was, what can we do that's better for us all? Glenfiddich Distillery Director Stuart Watts told Reuters. Hmm. Uh, The engines of four trucks have been converted into carrying this new form of fuel so far. Putting just one of these vehicles on the road will reduce Glenfiddich's carbon footprint by 250 tons of CO2 a year. According to Forbes, uh, Bioga's cuts (laughs) emissions by 95% in comparison to diesel and other fossil fuels.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty cool.
1: Uh, Watts is confident that this new technology and hopes to expand the use of biogas to the company's 16 other trucks. This comes after an announcement from Scotch Whiskey Association, which hopes to reach a net zero emissions target by 2040. That's nice. I
0: mean, it's just like in a roundabout way. You could be like, yeah, our trucks run on scotch. You know, (laughs) that's. When is that a bad thing? <laughs> well, pretty sure it I've seen some, literal, but still.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen that in some movies where they're just like, "Oh God!" It's like we're not gonna make it. We're running low on fuel. We need some little yeah. extra something. They just like just dump a bottle into the back, and they're like, "Oh God!"
1: <laughs> or it's uh, what was that? The the animated, uh, Spielberg Tintin movie.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Just, yeah. Like, where uh, where they have uh. What's the, oh the, crap! What's his name? The the the, the drunk sea the, captain. Yeah, the uh, drunken captain. I can't remember his name now. I can't either. He just he's so like blasted that he just burps, and like he burps in the direction of the the cap, and it fuels <laughs> the plane. <laughs> uh, he drinks rubbing alcohol and then burps <laughs> in the direction of it, and it gets the plane like a few more miles
2: <laughs> uh.
0: yeah that's such a good movie
1: it actually just, is sort of, like fun and, like next to the first two well I'll just go and say the first three Indiana Jones movies mm. like it is like one of the best just like globe trotting adventure movies that I've ever watched yeah it's just like downright enjoyable
2: mm. it seems like there's some sort of connecting thread with all four of those <laughs> movies yeah mm. <laughs> Uh, there's no connecting thread to this next story, though. Uh, Cause try it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Brittany. I know there's creamed corn, but I don't think that's what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, and I have to read the headline on this because I'm like, mm. uh, meat corn milk, the refreshing <laughs> summer drink you didn't know you needed. Mm, meat refreshing, meat, as in
2: <laughs> meat, as in be introduced to. Or greet. Yeah. Not not that it is M- <laughs> Not M-E-A-T. yet another process
0: that makes no sense. In a, We're going to
2: meatify. A, a beefy corn milk.
1: Okay, hey, uh, now I'm interested. <laughs>
2: God. You got to use some
1: pork corn milk. Mmm. Oh, geez. Pork, the other white milk.
0: <laughs> sorry. All right, so, uh, yep uh this of course this comes from the south because we're all shocked (laughs) um yeah so uh it talked about like the overwhelming amount of corn we have which is yeah the whole america is run on corn so uh boiled or grilled or microwaves
2: run on run (laughs) on duncan
0: (laughs) which is somehow run on corn um Starting in super salad or transformed into custard casserole or pudding, sweet freshly picked corn is one of the greatest gifts of summer, says Southern things. Uh, that said, there can be too much of a good thing when it, where whether you grow your own, pick your own, or just got too enthusiastic at these piggly wiggly, it says,
2: which I know is the thing, but I'm like, ah. it's the first, it's the first supermarket, you know, let them yeah. let them keep going, but who. Who is picking their own corn that does not own their own corn? Yeah, that's, is there like, like a field out there? They're like job. Pick, you can go out and pick pick whatever corn you want today, only you know
1: whatever amount per cob. I'm like that. That is a thing. I'm, like,
0: I'm not gonna be surprised if that exists.
1: All the like quotes fall farms, like the ones where oh, they, cause you
0: can go pick your own. They do hay rides. On, like, yeah, you can.
1: Yeah. Just, they're like you can go apple-picking, corn-picking, pumpkin-picking. App, you yeah, can yeah, go do... That's
2: a job. That's it. not a thing. Like, white people are the worst. <laughs> right?
1: You pick it and keep <laughs> all it.
0: All of us, we're just like, ah, oh, white people. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, speed, that's what it is. People eat. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, if you find yourself with a lot of corn on hand, and you've run through all your recipes, we have two words for you. Corn milk. It's when you,
1: you're, you're milking it, like... Mm. Uh, you. <sighs> Uh, you're uh, stroking the cobs, right? That's that's how this works.
0: <laughs> well, corn milk is distinct from milking corn cobs to extract the maximum flavor. Milking uh, corn uh, cobs uh, means you... Uh, that's a, uh, the uh, yeah.
1: a new euphemism. <laughs> milking the cobs. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: God. Perfect. If I could draw. You were in the shower
1: I... for like 45 minutes and milking the cobs. God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. Takes a little while too, apparently. Um, so, milky corn after there's a
2: cob, a uh, uh, spent corn cob down there.
0: <laughs> What's going on? It's <laughs> a shucked, It's right a
1: now? whole shucked
0: cob. <laughs> there's like the, a the leaf trail. I
1: guess <laughs> <laughs> like the husk trail, but either way. There's just yeah. there's it's corn like it's kernels the- left all over the shower. Oh, I like where we're going with this. We're, we're painting the full picture. God.
0: Oh, we're sorry, guys. Um, Sort of. Milking it's like co-
1: someone jerked off a scarecrow in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
1: okay, I'm oh, done. I'm done. okay, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I just
0: want to get through this now. <laughs> okay. okay, milking cord cobs means you cut the kernels off the corn, as you do for most recipes. Scrape the bare cob with the back of a knife to release the corn milk. What? Yeah. (laughs) That corn milk is the end. Yeah. That's
1: how I do it.
2: Back of a a knife. That's how I I get my corn milk.
0: (laughs) It's naturally sweet, (laughs) starchy liquid, perfect for adding flavor and texture to everything from soups to salad dressings or corn pudding. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: it adds texture, all right. Yeah, I'm just going now. Uh, corn milk is also not the delicious concoction that results from tossing your shorn cobs into your vegetable stock or soup. Oh, I'm dying! I'm dying! <laughs> I,
2: got, I was just waiting for is it as a tossing? I'm like, oh god, here we go. <laughs>
0: While we encourage both of these options, uh, we're talking about something Mm. else entirely here. So, corn milk is a long time staple in Vietnamese, Chinese, and Guatemalan cuisine. It's typically transformed into a sweet drink that combines the earthy sweetness of corn and milk to make a unique beverage that tastes a bit like the milk left in your bowl after a serving of corn pops. That would actually be really good. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Corn pops are awesome uh it's pretty easy to make remove the corn from the cob uh milk the cobs to extract all the flavor and whirl it around in a blender with milk with milk with milk right okay until smooth to make guatemalan corn milk um which is definitely a word in spanish that sits right there it's a new uh it's a new euphemism (laughs) guatemalan (laughs) corn (laughs) milk god uh so takes at least three people Pouring the puree into a pot, adding milk, sugar, cinnamon, and a pinch of salt, and cooking over medium heat until slightly thickened. Pour into cups and enjoy while warm. Oh, I can't. No. no. Uh, If that's too complicated, try this other version.
1: It's just just warm naturally. I mean, come on.
0: Just stop. The old Ohio
1: log flume. (laughs) (laughs) So we going to look it up on not that. I so we gotta no. look up the I, not, big Guatemalan corn milk on so Urban I'm not Dictionary. Not
0: doing that my <laughs> um, uh, okay, down. so anywho, so there's also a. Uh, like a one I could that type based, you
2: in and Urban Dictionary just starts coming in for autocomplete. Like yeah, you know what <laughs> I want.
0: <laughs> there's a version that's based on a Brazilian drink. Uh, it blends a can of creamed corn with a can of sweetened condensed milk which is then strained through a fine mesh sieve. Uh, And that's all you do apparently for it. Um, You can also add it in iced coffee, iced tea. And it says it makes an excellent base for no-churn ice cream or just on top of cake. So there's that. Um, Also a good thing to add into cocktails. Um, It combines the corn evaporated milk combo with bourbon and rum. So I could actually see that going well with, you know, things that are already kind of made with corn anyway. <laughs> like it might kind of bring out some interesting flavors. But uh, yeah, I don't, mm, I I don't know how to feel about any of this.
2: <laughs> well, uh, you can rest easy. Guatemalan corn milk does not exist on Urban Dictionary.
1: Oh, that
2: means we need to a, add that. There is a. Guatemalan chili dog link that I clicked <laughs> on that we're not going to give anything about because that's going to haunt my dreams.
1: So go ahead and look up the Ohio log flume while you're at it. <laughs> I've already closed the window. Let's, uh... for the best.
0: We
2: will instead, uh... talk about, uh... in other news. Uh, <laughs> I was
0: like, how are we going to... I just, I'm waiting for that. Like, how look, are you, uh
2: look the uh. Rome, the Romans were were really into Ohio oh, log
1: <laughs> they were you don't even know whole stadiums yeah
2: it seems about right uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm gonna pull this from from vine Bear. it's a little bit shorter uh but mm-hmm. the at least
1: Caligula was into them I mean there's no doubt in my mind mmm Right. Well, uh,
2: wine 4 from, uh, laden, sorry, wine 4 laden Roman shipwreck is discovered off the Sicilian coast. Chris, you I've have never been attention. so excited. I've never been so excited <laughs> just for <from> my <a> headline.
1: <laughs> I this don't was want a that buried wine. one. Just... Like Brittany put a whole bunch of stuff in the dock and then. I miss this Me movie. and Justin, or Justin going back over, is was like, wait, what? How was this not, like, you can tell that it wasn't one of us that checked Vine Pair because this would have been number one.
2: <laughs> first, first thing that would have showed up in the stories, Doc. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we would have shared no, it in a private conversation and already been talking about it.
2: <laughs> shipwreck dating back 2,000 years has been discovered off the coast of Sicily, Italy. I, do you have to, is there a Sicily that's not in Italy? I it mean, probably is, but... Probably, I, mean, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, though they operate... Uh, through an operation uh, led by Environmental Protection Agency, uh, ARPA, Cecilia, in partnership with the Superintendent of the Sea... Superintendency of the Sea. Sorry, Superintendent <laughs> of the Sea just sounds...
1: So it's like Neptune, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to see it's, those meetings. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's Triton. It's like not quite <laughs> Neptune, or uh, or you know Neptune, Poseidon, whichever you want to call him. It's the the next rung down. Who who's like, yeah, I I rule the ocean. I run the schools. <laughs> How do you think Flounder learned to read? <laughs> hmm. uh, anyway, uh, researchers are working to uncover the history of the ill-fated ship. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 fascinating that they found one you know good enough they can do research on, because Roman ships were sinking like left and right. Oh yeah, like you send out twenty ships, six will get where they're going probably. <laughs> not a good, not a good success rate.
1: I say you could almost say this is, again, getting in the weeds because it's us, and we're talking history. You want to be like, oh well, you got the technology of the time, and it's like, man. The the Vikings were doing like crazy crap at the same period of time. They're like, "Hey, we're like into Canada already. Like, f you guys, <laughs> we yeah, we pieced out of this continent a long time ago."
2: Yeah, they were they were working with. Uh, they made like one huge revolution that made them go <laughs> like, "Hey, we can row, sail, go on rivers, go on go on the ocean. We can, this one boat can do everything we want." Where the Romans were like, "Man, I really don't want to. We we got to go to bed tonight. Let's uh let's go to shore." <laughs> Whereas
1: the Vikings were like, man, we got this baby, we can row it to the moon.
2: (laughs) I'm surprised the, uh, you know, Neil Armstrong didn't look out and go, there's nobody here except a Viking. Why is there a dead Viking corpse here? (laughs) How did they always get there first? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, soon after the discovery, a high-tech, remotely-operated, uh, vessel dove 92 meters 302 feet below the mediterranean sea to expo- uh, explore more there the robot found a large car- cargo of amphorae uh, uh around the shipwreck according to a statement from the arp a so arp is a different thing
0: i was like A-R-P. <laughs> i was like wait where <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> who's, who's doing this what's happening there are still two Thanks. a's they're just you know yeah. sandwiching it not Uh, Typically uh, made with uh, slim neck and handles, ceramic amphorae were favored by Romans for transporting wine and other food products across the empire with ease and efficiency. Uh, The Mediterranean continually uh, gives us uh, precious elements for reconstruction of our uh, uh, history linked to maritime trade, the types of boats, and the transport carried out. Uh, uh, Valera Vigni. Uh, Expedition leader for Sop Mare said in the statement, we will know more about uh, life on board and uh, the relationships between coastal populations. This uh, is the first such high-profile amphora discovery in 2013, researchers uncovered a Bronze Age ship wrecked carrying between six and 8,000 amphorae. Mm-hmm. Uh, It was the fourth largest cargo to be found in the Mediterranean and solidified historical presumptions about wine trade between ancient civilizations, meaning they did it. They wanted to get drunk. Boats were faster than walking. (laughs) Uh, Archaeologists continued to uncover uh, historical evidence uh, along uh, ancient Rome's vast trade routes from remnants of uh, Middle Eastern spices uh, uh, to chipped Grecian vases. Or vases. Uh, the catch: uh, these items must be located and taken in by the authorities before they make it onto the black market.
1: Yeah. Bef- yeah, from their Hobby Lobby, we'll buy them all up. And <laughs> just... <clears throat> I mean,
2: I wouldn't be wouldn't be terribly surprised by that. But yeah, that's it's pretty neat that they. Uh, I mean, just a you know, two thousand year old. Crack open those bad boys. See how they... Mmm. Yum. taste
1: of the sea. (laughs) It would just be vials of salt.
2: (laughs) Salt vinegar. Actually, at this point, it would just be salt. There's...
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) The vinegar long-dried. Long-dried. Under the sea.
2: Uh, Mm. But yeah, that's, uh... That about does it. Uh, Yeah.
0: For once, we're not ending in a like the weirdest story <laughs> that's ever happened. I don't know.
2: Look, we didn't think uh, Cordon Milk was going to get that weird. So,
0: oh, true. Yeah, we didn't really, <laughs> we didn't really read it ahead on that one. But uh, yeah, so off on a history note, that's not the worst thing. Uh, we'd like to remind everyone this is our news only show, but we also do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow and we will see you again in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Keep milking Uh, that cob. (laughs)